Hi, and welcome to the Art of the Profitable Lifestyle Gym podcast. I'm Chris Thorndike, a 14-year practicing brick-and-mortar gym owner. In this podcast, we'll talk you through how to grow your gym membership base with long-term members, how to create a consistent flow of leads, and how to enjoy running a gym that gives you the income you need to live the lifestyle you want. I'll show you how to pay yourself $5,000 a month take home and make $5,000 a month in gym profit. All right. What's up, guys? Chris Sordike here, joined by Andrea Ramos. And uh, today, guys, we're diving into uh, onboarding. And uh, onboarding is how you start your clients in your program uh, efficiently, effectively, and getting them really uh, started, you could say. Uh, and there's, I think, a lot to unpack, Andrea, on this, where it's not so easy just to say, hey, the client starts at the first workout. I actually think there's something before that, that in their eyes, they have begun uh, this process of changing this starting, if you would, in their eyes, looks more like behavior changes and um, beginning that process of getting to the end result. So uh, let's open this up a little bit more for those people out there that maybe feel like they've been doing uh, onboarding the same way and it's costing them a lot of time, a lot of energy. Um, Maybe they're not even making money uh, at the point of sale. And uh, a lot of that money is going to say personal training or uh, to payroll. And they're starting to realize that not only does it take a lot of work, but maybe they're not making money until month two or three. And we have to address some of those uh, symptoms if people out there are going to change and see that there's another way of doing it. Yeah, I think that's really, really key is just kind of even zooming out a little bit because the, the biggest sort of message in the brick and mortar space. And the thing that people, most gym owners are concerned about is like, how do I get more members? How do you give me more people in the door? Like, I just want more people to sign up. And that's great. Like that is the lifeline of your business, like new sales to continue to grow your auto pay. But it's so interesting that not that many people talk about like, what about from like, you paid me to you're starting my program. Like that is a big hole that no one talks about. And it actually is pivotal to making your whole business come together, like onboarding people effectively. And it's, um, it, I think marketing agencies, they don't care. They're just like, here are the leads, like, go, go take care of it. Um, you know, and, and it really is like, how do you create a way that, um, people come in and they feel bought in, they, they're safe. And it's also profitable for you as a business owner to run your uh, onboarding in an effective way, right? Because every single part of your business should be profitable. Like that's not a bad thing. That's actually, that means you're doing it well and you're serving clients at a high level. And so when it comes to onboarding, it's like, um, like one of those nuanced things that like people don't talk about, but it, it, if done incorrectly costs the business so much money, but when done really well, actually serves the gym, the owner and the new clients. So I'm excited to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's dive right into a couple of those points. I mean, the first thing why have an onboarding, um, you know, portion of your program and really what we're talking about guys is saying, Hey, this has to be useful uh, and beneficial for uh, both the business and the client. And for the client, it's really their first experience with coming to uh, your facility and getting actual training. And 
there's a couple ways of doing it. We've seen models like the PT model, right? Having several one-on-one uh, -on -one sessions with someone. Uh, there's even, you know, models out there where uh, they have to go to some kind of fundamentals class uh, that's separate class. from the, the main program. And, you know, our model that we really love is, you know, you do a one uh, group onboarding uh, class and then right into group. And uh, we want to talk through some of those differences. But the first thing that they all have in common that I believe is we're searching for a way to make sure that this client is um, ready for class, ready for our program. Because when you really think about it, you've maybe messaged with the client, you've had a conversation, but you, hasn't, you haven't physically seen them move. So this is actually uh, the final qualifiers, how we think about this in, in Forge of saying, hey, I actually don't know if this person is fully enrolled yet because I need to see them move. I need to make sure that they uh, you know, uh, are ready physically for the program itself. So I've got their mindset ready. I've got their money uh, committed, but I don't know necessarily if I've got the body that I need in front. So I think there's this notion that um, I can accept and take everyone into my group program. And that's where I think PT has a sense of masking uh, the efficiency of running a group program. And what I mean by that is, yes, I have the skill set to help every single person out there, but should I? And the answer is no. If I run a group program, I should be looking to build my group membership based on those qualities, those characteristics uh, that they need before they start the program. And then once day one comes around, I'm validating that that is the person ready. And I think that PT model can really skew your business and distract you and even uh, steal uh, away profitability from day one. Uh, because let's face it, it's expensive to work with people one-on-one. -on -one. And the moment you start hiring people out and you know taking on coaches, you're giving a lot of that revenue away. So we have to really start comparing, I think, the usefulness of uh, each model if you are truly a group program. And uh, it starts, I think, with the ideal client. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, um, that's a, a great point. And, and just noting that you don't have to cater your program to specific people that aren't ready or close to being ready for your, your group, your core offer. And, and so even when you were saying that, I was thinking like, if someone needs five to 10 PT sessions to be able to be ready for your program, then one of two things is off. Either one, you have the wrong person or two, you've built the wrong program, right? Because in a business, like you build one program for one avatar one ideal client and they they shouldn't need like more than just like here are the movements here's how to be safe like they should be like conditioned and um you know be able to like functionally move like obviously they're not fit and strong and you know where they want to be athletically or physically that's why they're coming to you um but they should be close to where they need to be to like you know easily move into your program but if you're like if you're kind of in the, in the position where you're like, oh, well, this person needs six, seven PT sessions in order for me to, you know, onboard them safely. It's like, oh, 
yeah, either your program has to like the programming has to be at the level where they can just jump in or you have to like find another person. It's almost like, um, like coaching programs, right? Like even with us, like we, we qualify like who we work with. Like we want to make sure like, Hey, are your expenses at a, or like, is your business set up in a way that we can come in and like really effectively help you? Are you full-time in invested into being a gym owner? Um, like, are you mentally ready to grow and be open? Like, those are really key things that we look to, even for the people we work with, because at the end of the day, we want you to get results. And if you're someone who's like, yeah, my rent is $15,000 a month. It's like, okay, the approach and the business model that you're going to need is probably going to be different than that we teach, right? Like we teach lifestyle, um, simple business. Um, and so I think it's just really important to like, know that looking for the right person to join your program is not you it's not a bad thing it's actually like you positioning yourself as like who who can I serve best and how do I find those people and effectively like you know enroll them into my program without needing a program before my my actual program because what I think is happening is like wait you can't go into that I know that that's the thing that we were talking about, but not yet. You have to do this. And it's like one of those two things is off. Yeah. It's like, uh, so my daughter is, you know, learning shapes and, and like sizes of things and starting to put like these uh, animal figures into their shapes. And sometimes she <laughs> like tries to put the, the giraffe into the cat and it doesn't fit. And I feel like in this same equation, it's like we've created this whole like new mold of PT to get people in the door when the real solution is like the draft fits in the draft. Like you just have to line up the right pieces and we have to call it what it is. You're not morphing a draft into a cat. So my point is that we have to get very honest with ourselves and we may have created this whole system in our industry where because we didn't want to lose the client and we were scared mm -hmm. to push someone away that we took them in and we're going to help them and save them. We can absolutely do that. But here's Andrea, the point, the number one complaint that I hear from coaches is, oh, it's the worst when we get someone on the floor that they're so difficult to, you know, coach and they, they steal all our attention and it, it starts to impact other people that are long-term or more, you know, conditioned. Like that is a problem that you created. And it started at the point of sale and it continued past the qualifier of seeing that person move when we should have made the call and said, you know what, you're not a great fit for this program right now. And I'm going to make you a referral. And it just took that to be very open and honest. And guys, even before that, uh, Andrea, I would even say it starts at qualifying of saying, what's your history with fitness? What have you been doing in the last 90 days? And if it is zero, zip, nothing, I'm brand new, that should raise some red flags for you guys that, you know, you run a group program where people are really looking for, uh, you know, the getting back on track is who we've worked best with. Uh, people that have had a fitness background or played sports early on or understand what it's going to take to rebuild themselves or get to a new level of training. And that is being open and honest with who you actually work with, because the truth is you cannot save everybody. And the people that you bring in matter if you want to build a cohesive community. Yeah. I think, uh, deep down, it really is like, a. I think this was created because you gym owners were not confident enough 
in, oh, I, it's okay. I have a system that generates consistent leads and I have a strategy that converts those leads into high quality prospects. Because if those two things were solid in your business, you would be a little bit more selective with who you want to onboard. But because it's just kind of like, hey, like any opportunity that I get, I'm going to try and put them on the floor. And if that means I have to add PT, if that means I have to like, you know, cater to them, then I will. And what we've seen as a result of that decision is, man, like these people are just not really a good fit. Like they, they steal from my service. They steal from my coach's time. And ultimately they make the experience of all members feel a little bit, um, you know, less than excellent. So, so I think that's important to know. Uh, you know, we hear this often where these are the people that are stretching the off the floor coaching problems the most. And, and what I mean by that is they're the ones with the attendance issues. They're the ones that uh, ghost you. Uh, they're the ones mindset wise that uh, really start to say, I can't do this or uh, it's too hard. And th- we have to start accepting that, yes, there is truly an ideal client for a group. We needed to be talking more about that uh, before changing the model changing the program, changing the whole business in a sense, when we are a group training facility, we should be doing things in group. Um, So yeah, I think that's a a good first point of saying, hey, did you fall into the trap of morphing your business from a group training to a personal training onboarding? And that could be rooted in the ideal client. It's not clear enough. It's not broken down in a way that you could easily communicate that and see who that characteristic is and qualities are at the point of contact when you're you know, really building the relationships. So if you're learning that on the coaching floor, chances are it's too late and you could have prevented all that earlier on. Yeah. Um, and that's what we help our, our clients just get a really good sense of is What's the messaging that I need to attract the right people? When then what is the strategy? How do I lead the conversation to get this person to understand one, how we're different from everybody in our, in our community. And then two, like, if this is truly what they want and we actually kind of challenge people like, Hey, are you actually ready? Because that's a part of really qualifying. And so, um, so if you're seeing this issue, like, you know, closer to like the service side, it's probably because something in your marketing and your sales is off further down, um, early, further earlier in the, in the line. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's too much to unpack in one podcast episode, but just know that that is, that's probably where you're going to need to do a lot of the work. And we have a marketing and business coaching program that really teaches, uh, gym owners how to do that well and, and build a business that kind of like build on top of, um, one system after the other. So I just wanted to include that. Yeah. So I, I think that the second thing just to address here and in this is a common um, feeling, you know, as a long-term coach, 14 years, um, I over the years too want to develop the highest quality, the safest program. I want my clients to have the best results and it can be fearful to switch away from say a, a, a personal training one-on-one because you feel like you have undivided attention with someone. And, you know, when you really think about it, we're already training people in groups. So we already believe that it's safe. It's uh, effective. Uh, and you can even make the case. I, I truly believe that this is higher value 
than personal training uh, to the right client. You know, to the right client, they need the group to thrive. Uh, in the right uh, atmosphere, they're more connected, they're more driven, uh, they're going to give more, they're uh, going to stay more consistent. So, uh, guys, you could be doing a disservice uh, by having the wrong onboarding. So I, I do want to speak a little bit to what you mentioned earlier, um, where maybe there's a concern for safety and why people aren't switching over and making their business run easier and smoother um, and feel like it's necessary that every you know, client go through this you know, very personal experience, even though that the thing that they bought and want is the group. So it's almost forced, like we were talking about before. It's like, we have the power and, and the ability to keep people safe in either environment. So why is it so needed? You know, is that something you've always done? And are you open to changing that model if we could prove that not only is it safer, but it's also higher value? And you mentioned this offline, you can charge premium professional rates for group uh, coaching, group onboarding. So there's really no excuse to say, um, you know, personal training brings in more money. Uh, yeah. So can, let's open up the, you know, a little bit of the notion of the safety side and also uh, just recognize, you know, we're, we're running one program here. So the goal is to get people in the group. Uh, the goal is not to draw this, you know, process out and make it more complex. Because like you said, complexity kills, uh, you know, smooth, efficient businesses, but complexity also kills uh, confidence. Because if the, if the person coming in is confused on why they need to go this route um, and why they can't start the thing that they want, it does add more friction to the whole buying process. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that this is, yeah, it kind of just creates more inefficiencies than you really need in your program, right? Like you have a client, they have a problem, you have the solution, introduce them to the solution. That's like at its core, this like simple thing that you need to do. But what ends up happening is, okay, I know you need that, but actually like, like I need to train you first just to see your movement patterns. Are you ready? And then it almost kind of creates like this mindset for the client. Like, oh, I guess I'm not ready for that. And it kind of just like puts them in a, a different state, which doesn't help you, you know, for just like a, a seamless excitement and an enjoyment to onboarding to this program. So that's, um, yeah, that's just something to think about uh, as far as like keeping, um, the, the client safe, I think, you know, going back to either you have the wrong program or you have the wrong client, it's really kind of just getting, getting that to align. Like no one should absolutely need PT first. Uh, and if they do, if they are at that level, um, then they're, they're not, you're not going to be able to serve them in a group program. If the, if, and, and I don't think that's actually, actually the issue. I think it's, it's not that you have clients that absolutely need PT. It's that you have clients that you're nervous aren't going to be ready. But just, again, if you have the right client, they will be ready and you will be able to keep them safe and, um, you know, um, serve them. The uh, other thing I, I hear a lot is, well, our program is different. So we need to like teach people the lingo and get them familiar with the movements and the techniques. 
And that's kind of like the argument behind, like, that's why we need that one-on-one time. And, um, while yes, like there is like certain things and lingos that like brick and mortar gyms have like just acronyms and the way, the ways that things work. Um, I think we don't give enough credit to the people. Like they, they'll pick it up. Like they will understand the lingo. Like they're not going to feel like isolated if anything, like put them, putting them in a different program than the one that they are supposed to be in will probably make them feel like oh, I'm different. I'm not ready. Um, but then the, as far as like technique and, uh, you know, making sure people know the form that's important. But again, like if you need to prep them, like with five to six to seven PT sessions before they're ready, then that program may not be suitable for your ideal client. Right. Like, yes, it might kind of, and and this is kind of another sort of like issue in brick and mortar. Like, do I serve like people who are just starting out? Do I serve my five to 10 year member who wants to like now do a muscle up? Like what's the balance in the programming? Um, But ultimately you have to kind of decide like our gym and our program was built to help this type of person. And if I have, you know, three or four 10 year clients that are like now wanting to compete they almost have like, they're not your ideal client anymore. Like you have created the transformation in them. And a lot of times what we see is gyms kind of like move towards that direction of like, well, I want to keep up with my best clients. And it's like, they're not your best clients anymore. They are kind of like your most transformed clients, but your best clients are actually starting at like ground zero. So. Yeah. You see this a lot where, uh, you try to continue to serve someone in their journey and you end up pulling your entire business and, you know, uh, program with them, but there's so few of them. There's so, uh, you know, much more of the people that you can help from where they're starting to where that say client developed. And that could be the five-year client, the 10-year client. And, you want to find more people like them, but where they started day one. And that's the hardest thing as a coach to say, Hey, like, am I ready to let this person go? Cause they want to evolve in that. Or have I not clarified my program enough to, to say, Hey, this is the lane we stay in. You know, we work clearly best with people that, you know, show up three times a week. They want general health and fitness. They're not competitors. Uh, They're not looking to compete. They're looking to, you know, show up and get a great workout, stay consistent, you know, feel fit, uh, look good. And that's the lane I stay in. And there's a lot of people like that. And you start to go down more of a specialist route it ends up again, just like say the personal training model, you could morph your business into something that is not as effective and it gets complex and confusing. And remember confusion kills guys. So that's the, the kind of the, the speaking point here is it can happen on both the start of the program on onboarding, but it can also happen inside the actual fitness program. And if that is complex or confusing, yeah, you could be trying to serve too many people. And that's what we mean by having an ideal client is knowing who you serve best, who's going to be able to stay with you and benefit from you and see all of your value. And this is why so many long-term clients, uh, Andre, when it comes to increasing rates, uh, there's a lot of friction where um, 
you know, people say, hey, I, I can't increase my rates. This person's, you know, not going to come with me or I'm afraid to lose so many people. It's because, you know, deep down, they may not see the value that you're providing. And they might say things like, I don't need that. Oh, just I need class only. So this is clear, guys, of saying, hey, we have a highest and best use for our time and energy and our programs developed for a certain type of person in where they're at in their life and what they need from you. Do that. And that's how you go faster. That's how you make your business easier to run and more enjoyable, but also from a financial standpoint and starts to keep the business more uh, in line with cash flow because you know you're getting a tighter message, you're starting to attract more people uh, that identify with that. So this is, I think, uh, you know, a, a big rabbit hole, but you know, bringing it back to the sense of saying, when we onboard people, we recognize that uh, who you enroll matters, right? Having the characteristics, the qualities of someone that you can really train and help them achieve a result is important. And anyone that doesn't look like them, sound like them, move like them, it is your responsibility as a coach to make sure that you don't start that person in your program. And it can be forced and easily hidden if you start new programs like personal training or you know side classes. Uh, it adds expenses to your business and you might be stuck in that mindset. It's easy to do because we want to help, we want to serve, but it's... Uh, a business killer, guys, if you start creating all these businesses within your business, because it creates complexity and more expense. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you kind of touched on the, the pricing point of, of it all, which is actually a great segue into next week when we're going to talk about system three. Um, so just to recap, we've done the like three systems, system one, how to deliver transformational uh, service system two, which we're talking about right now, how to onboard someone efficiently system three, how to enroll at the right price. And so we see this kind of also missed where people say, well, you know, we're onboarding, um, with five PT sessions. So let's just charge 300 for the first month. And then after that, we'll go back to 175 and that's our price when it's like, no, let's actually figure out how to enroll at the right price and what that is and how it's, how it can be profitable, not just, um, to cover costs, but like to give you a profit margin that is, you know, healthy. So that's system three. Then the next two weeks, we're also covering system four and five, which is how to create high quality prospects. So how to actually have a marketing strategy that turns like cold leads into warm leads into hot leads. And then the fifth system, how to generate consistent uh, flow of leads so that you're always having people inquire about your programs and your services. So, um, so yeah, just wanted to walk everybody through that because the lifestyle gym framework really builds on each other. So it's not just about here, here's a Facebook ad that gets you leads or here like booked appointments for you, unless you build a complete and comprehensive and wholesome business that builds on top of each other, like one system builds on another that builds on another, um, something's always going to be off or missing. There's always going to be a whole, a bottleneck in your business. So that's the purpose of us walking through all of these to show you guys like, um, how they stack on each other and ultimately give you a lifestyle business, a lifestyle gym that allows you to have a professional income as well as lifestyle freedom, which ultimately is, you know, the goal. 
If you're ready to start growing your membership base with long-term clients and building a gym that gives you income and lifestyle, then I want to invite you to apply to my program where I'll show you how to pay yourself $5,000 a month, take home, and make $5,000 a month in gym profit without spending all of your time working by implementing our proven process, the Lifestyle Gym Model. Head to factoryforge.com forward slash apply to apply to work with us.